This episode is brought to you by Revel Snacks, R-E-V-O-L-S-N-A-X. Now, I have to say, I personally ventured down the keto path mid-2019 and really struggled initially. I felt like I was missing out on the little joys in life and couldn't enjoy any snacks or desserts. Then I came across Rebel Snacks and haven't looked back. They are by far the most delicious health food product I've ever come across. I mentioned that I'm a fan of keto, but these are the perfect option for paleo, vegan, or just overall healthy lifestyles. I try and eat as clean as possible, and these snacks are incredibly clean. It's a company that truly cares about their ingredients, uses organic when possible, and is mindful of our on-the-go lifestyles. Check out Rebel Snacks today and use code MUSICTHEORY10, M-U-S-I-C-T-H-E-O-R-Y-10 for 10% off your first order. Now, on with the show. Welcome back, Rhythm Section, to another episode of the Music Theory Podcast. I'm Mike, and as always, joined by my main man, Steve. My main man, Steve. There, there he is. There. Hey, guess who's back? And just learning how to speak again. We did it. We forgot how to talk for months. I mean, so. it's been yeah. like eight months. It's pretty so. incredible. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I probably forgot how to speak as well. I did a lot of, you know, of those like things that Ron Burgundy did in Anchorman <laughs> on the way up here. I was like, how now, brown cow? The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. You you gotta, you gotta, and you gotta laugh at it because, man, I'm so glad that we could do this again. It's been a while, yeah. and, uh, you long. know, we, we received some positive and some negative feedback. People were like, hey, where are you? And other people were like, hey, we miss you. So you felt a little love. You felt a little, you know, That's all anger. But feel, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's relative. Uh, but it's it's worth it to get back at it because this is fun. This is fun. It's I mean, it's a good time. We used to laugh when it would be like 30 days. We'd be like, Mike, the people are forlorn. Can I just and being oh bereft of the music and theory podcast has made them worse? Can the I just tell you? So and and I don't know why I did this, but I went back and I re-listened to some early episodes. And to your point, one of the first people that left us some mail said, I'm enjoying your weekly podcast. And I was like, Weekly? weekly like did yeah. we actually release them weekly back then i think we it's had incredible yeah it might have been i don't know if it was quite it was how's this it was more frequent than it is now. <laughs> on average it's probably like every every two months now. we got we got a few a year we got a few yeah, a year but they're did. good you know we built up this pent-up demand there you're gonna want to listen so yeah so today we have a great topic for you we are going to talk about sophomore albums that were better than the debut album at least in our opinion we're not talking billboards. No, it's fact. Yeah, it's fact. It's, it's fact. fact. And uh, and then, of course, as always, a little banter back and forth. How you doing? What you've been playing? We'll cover all of that. And uh, and I think we do have some decent mail for you in this episode too. So we'll get to some of that con- uh, some of those comments towards the end. Steve, without further ado, talk to me a little bit about what you have been up to. What are you listening to? What are you playing? Well, it's nice to be here again, Mike. Sitting next to you, which is a rare treat. That's right. We're together in during person. the pandemic. Love when we can do that. It was uh, it was noticeable that we would have to do this sort of like over Skype and that kind of thing. But overall, I mean, it's uh, it's far better. I have been, you know, just it's so funny because I think whatever we're listening to happens to track what we what we're doing. You know, like app research. Yep. For yep, it's true. But um, which chicken to the egg though? Which one comes first? Do you think we uh, we just start getting interested in something? Well, no. Then... You know, the funny thing is, and we, I mean, when did we go to that tool show? It was forever oh, ago, if you think about that. Let's talk about that. that. So we should talk about that. That was unbelievable. <laughs> 
And I've actually missed a couple of shows since that, but I was listening to Tool like pretty much nonstop Mm -hmm. and you forget how good that band is. Mm -hmm. We used to talk about it all the time. Um, and I think it was, uh, you know, like we always would wreck it. They were under, they're so underrated. Do you yep. remember we were talking about the underrated You were episode? the one who opened my eyes to that. They are, I mean, I'm going to, I'm bringing it. They are fucking absurd. They like are. watching that live. Do you remember like I was like, I'd be in the seat doing all the Danny Carey parts. Yeah. And oh, you yeah. looked at me as if to be like, this guy's out of his tree. <laughs> you, you were another member of the band that day. But yeah. you know, and just the way the stage was set up and we'll get into that more, but I was listening to Tool a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but between Jones and Chancellor and Carrie and, um, like Maynard, you know, whose name is really James, by the way, do you know, like, he no. just gave himself the moniker Maynard. Really? I, I, yeah. Cause I'm a nerd and I read that stuff. I okay. was like, how do you self apply a name like Maynard? <laughs> but God bless that guy. Right. And then his famous quote was like, um, 53 acting like I'm 43 yes. pretending I'm 23. Yes. Cause he's like, I'm going to pay so for it tomorrow. Relevant. So relevant. But, um, they were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we were like a song late because, you know, we were doing our thing, but um, they were unbelievable. I was listening to a lot of Tool. I don't know if you want to keep talking about this now. You know what? Well. We may as well Go just ahead. while we're on the topic. So, uh, so firstly, shout out to our man, Anshul, uh, frequent listener and uh, writer into the cast. But he, he gave me some info about Tool concerts <laughs> tool going enthusiast. in. Oh, yeah. dude. And man, was he spot on. Spot on. So w- what he told me, and for those of you who have not been to a Tool concert, Okay, you need to go firstly, and then secondly, here here are basically the way. Here's how it works. So you go there, and with most other concerts you'll attend today, everyone and their mother has their phone out, and they're videoing, they're recording, the lights on, everything's happening, but it's all through the lens of a phone. He goes, "Your first observation is going to be no one has their phone out," and I say, "I was like, you're full of shit. There's no way in 2022 people don't have it." Not a single person had their phone out. And if I did sneak my phone out to check the time, I actually felt bad about it. Kind of looked around me and I was like, I'm going to get kicked out of the show. You know what's funny they didn't want about you to that? Do it. I remember you were saying too, because I hadn't gone for many, many years. And you know, whatever, I, I, whatever. I was part of a festival. I remember you saying, you know why it was GA when I saw them, which is why this didn't apply, mm-hmm. right? But you, I remember you saying like everyone sits. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that the was the thing. first observation for me. I was like, <laughs> why isn't anybody standing? It's so weird. Yep. Because we walked into the show, it was already playing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you were like, no one has phones out. I and you can instantly yeah. spot the people who have their phones so, out. It's so dark, otherwise. and they are clearly persona non grata. Everyone <laughs> stares daggers at you. And our buddy who we went with was like filming the whole yeah, thing. I was like, bro, he, we're gonna get shot. You gotta put the he phone didn't care down. at all. But but it's so true. And that was the other thing. Also said, you're right. Everyone is sitting. It's it was crazy. not a standing no, hold your phone up concert. It's totally observing what's going on. And you hate to say it like this, but like being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing. You're there to watch Tool done. And you're like, that's brilliant. It shouldn't it be that for every show. It really, it really should. It was, right? it was great. And the third thing he said is, you're gonna notice people next to you who are very much like in the zone. <laughs> and, and you know, listen, I don't want to get into whether or not people may or may not have been I don't under think an it influence. Was like that. No, I don't but think But he was. goes, you're going to see people just in another space and you got to let them be. Super focused. And this one guy to my left was so just focused on the music, seated, observing, taking it all in. And then every once in a while, he'd give us like just a really nice headbang, like out of nowhere. But beyond that, just 
focus well, on the music. Dude, I will say this. It's it's definitely an experience. Like I say, I saw them many years ago. It was festival, GA. They didn't have a lot of the screens back then. Mm. But I think Maynard, I'm not sure all of them, but they're like graphic design people. That, cool. So the stuff going on in the that background on the screens, the lighting, there's like physical stuff happening with confetti. Mm -hmm. It was insane. It was yeah. a for sure a true show experience. That's why like it's almost sensory overload to the point where you're like taking a phone out would almost be insulting to the band because they've That's done fair. so much That's work fair. to bring that yeah. show to you one to think about it and two to actually execute it so i totally get that that was right? by a long shot the best visual experience was show i've ever been unreal to. by a long shot the screens were amazing. It totally timed up with the music. And the... by screens, it, you know, that's an interesting one because screens, we're not talking about like jumbotrons with their faces on it because that didn't happen. They no. didn't have that. No, it no, was no. screens behind them yeah. with these wild, wild, videos. yeah, either videos or imagery that just blew your mind and it would change and morph as they're singing. Along with the lights yeah. and all, it was crazy. But yeah, there was no way, it was actually, I don't wanna say difficult to see them, but from where you're seated, you expect, you know, again, most concerts, you're gonna have some semblance of a jumbotron or screen to look at, <laughs> you had nothing. They so I, and listen, I have decent eyes, but I was squinting to try and see you know what's going on on stage at that moment but it was it was great it really helped you focus yeah they're not they're like traditionalists in the sense that like they don't put themselves on covers mm -hmm. right like they don't want they're they're like we're a band it's about the music so they're That's not going to be one of those that. people who are like oh mm -hmm. you can't see us from the seat you're in it almost doesn't matter maynard is on a riser yeah. behind yeah, the yeah, stage yeah. Mm -hmm. he almost doesn't care if you True. can see him yep. right which is amazing and good for him for not like having that ego, mm -hmm. right? Like they're all in a line. He's not out in front. That probably freaks people out. But anyway, it was amazing. And then dude, I missed two shows. One was a scheduling thing. The other one was because like my entire family had COVID. Uh, not to transition off this no, unless no. you want to. No, all you, all you. But I missed, so there was a show I was meant to go with my buddy Paul, John Mayer in May. He got COVID. Was it dead? Meaning Mayer. It... No, it was just literally oh. John Mayer. He got COVID. We were like, all right, you get COVID, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So it was rescheduled, I want to say, for June. Uh, and when I was – June 24th, I think it was. And when I was meant to go, I, like, it was a comedy of errors. Like, I just couldn't go because my entire family got COVID. And I was like, oh, all right, Riddle. fine, that happens. So there's an irony there, right? He, he cancels because he has COVID. Mm -hmm. I can't go because everyone else does. And then I was recently meant to go see the Fab Foe. Oh, yeah. Okay. And because of a, a series of scheduling things, yep. I couldn't go. I was like forlorn because, mm -hmm. it, you know, we I, I was listening to the recent episode recent. I mean, we did it in like October. <laughs> but I, we, I that week, yeah. I went to Tedeschi Trucks oh, and I went so to um, Primus, right? Wow, that's right. And, um, but we got it. We got to keep going. I don't know. We're meant to go see the Chili's next month. That's yep. going to be amazing. I, so. I, I mean, this is. I don't know if it's just overload or what, but I am loving that live music is back on. An overload, uh, it's amazing. And I feel like I need to go to every show while I have an opportunity Good. to. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, what else? Listening, playing, anything else, Steve? <clears throat> you know, just... Um, playing much? I had not been for a while. Yeah. It's really sad. And I, just because, you know, life gets in the way. But I had started again... It is sad sometimes to get you like back through the door of playing. And I'm mm -hmm. sure, you know, like players will will agree with this. If you haven't played in a while, sometimes playing something familiar 
get you back in yeah you know whereas true. if you've been playing and you revert to that that's not good mm -hmm. but if you're if you're just like oh so of course i'm playing i was like all right let me play the solo from shine on you crazy diamond and you laugh because mm -hmm. you're probably like well that's not easy dude. no not at all you know and it's and it isn't but we'll it's so Gilmore, something easy yeah. yeah you're like oh why don't we play you know like the solo from hot for teacher or something <laughs> like that but yeah no i've been playing a lot more electric than acoustic but i played like this impromptu I don't want to say gate like set in my friend's backyard the other day. Did you really? Yeah. So we That's won. Awesome. So my, I, whatever we, there was a, we won this baseball game. Everyone kind of went to the congregated at this one place. Of course there's like an app, like an after party. This you know, it's like a, like an understated thing. It was like, bring your guitar. And of course I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. Right. <laughs> like I've been yelling all day coaching or yeah. whatever. So I go and it was a little rough, but the next day after that, it came to light that like, cause it was fun, but I had played like 20 songs and I was Jeez. just like, who just like impromptu plays 20 That's songs. That's awesome, man. So I played that and um, it was, it was really fun. So now I've got the bug again to want to go play live. So great. Um, and the one tune that was requested of me was um, down by the river with that Neil Young tune that mm. Dave plays with Tim yep. Reynolds and he crushes that song. So I was playing that, but listening, I've been, I broke out, toxicity from system of a down wait do you, you remember the the chop suey video oh yeah oh when yeah it's like self-righteous suicide and darren malacky looks absolutely is another insane. one who's got some wild imagery they just go nuts and they're on the stage like flipping around and they're all morphing from each other and all that but you forget <laughs> how good that song is and i was like wow all right we'll go with that mm -hmm. for one reason or another i was listening to alan holdsworth again i know we haven't chatted about him much mm -hmm. um and then the Tedeschi Trucks band came out with a couple of live albums, like I Am the Moon, and they have a couple of like series there, Crescent, Love Ascension. Love them. Yeah, it's absurd. Um, and then Jack White came out with a new album, right? So I was listening to some of that. Is it any good? Actually, I haven't listened it to it. It is, that. yeah. I mean, I mean it's Jack White, you yeah. know, like the God what was bless the, big the guy. Single? Do you remember the big single from that one? Do you have that? I don't have because I remember I'll, there was a song up, that but... came up uh not too long back and i wasn't familiar with it so i'm gonna wager it's off of a new album and i actually was a pretty decent jack white fan i think was it like five six years ago and then i fell off i don't know i kind of ebb and flow with some you of know this what's stuff kind of funny with him is i'm not i don't i didn't i like the white stripes i do yeah my thing with him is like him with the raconteurs is probably where I love him most yeah. because like as a part of a larger Supporting band, cast. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like people can help shape that, mm -hmm. you know, um, his approach to things or, or shape his, you know, his vision, if you want to call it that. I mean, something tells me he's not like yielding a lot to other people. Right. But um, even as a solo that. person, I, I I do like what he's doing, and this is solo. But it's amazing. He's got like the blue hair and the you know like in whatever you bring him up now. It's amazing. I'm like leave it to Jack White. Right? It's fantastic. Um, that's really it, man. I was like some government mule stuff just because Ugh. I wanted to get back into listening to Warren Haynes. Yeah. Sometimes you need to anchor to some things. But that's it. That that's basically it. How about yourself? I'll give you a couple real quick, and then uh, we get into things. So I actually have seen a few shows. Um, Went with my wife to see the Manchester Orchestra. Yes. And they might be one of my new favorite bands. They're amazing. And, and again, I'm late to the game. They, you know, don't, they, no qualms about it. There like, is I no get timing. it. You know There's what no I mean? Timing. But wow, these guys are fantastic. Uh, raw energy on stage. And, um, you know, this is one of those things. It's not polished. You could tell it's not produced. Uh, but if you go see them live, you'll feel it. And they had some really good opening acts too um gosh i'm gonna butcher the name i want to say Mich michigander was one of them mm -hmm. and uh another band that I, I wasn't familiar with but again really good 
So I've been listening to a lot of Manchester Orchestra. Uh, started playing a little bit of some of their songs, um, but excellent. That's really, really, really good band. Yeah. No, no, no. Really good band. And that was a great show as well. The other show I saw recently with my wife was uh, we went to Lumineers concert. Um, we actually went to the uh, the Forest Hills That's Stadium, so you know, the outdoor good. stadium. Oh, there. nice. Yeah. Every time I go to Forest Hills, I always think about uh, Petty. Cause I know he had one of those, one of his last shows was out yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in any event, that was an excellent show too. And the Lumineers, you know, it's funny. I, I remember now, you know, I always think of them as still a newer band, but you forget the catalog that they've built yeah, at this point. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it was just like hit after hit. And uh, you know, whether or not you want to call them pop or anything, I mean, certainly a hipster style band, but it was really enjoyable. We knew almost every song that came on that day. How was the sound? Because I haven't been to Forest Hills in many years. And the funny part about that is if you're on the train, right, you're going into the city from Long Island or whatever. Um, invariably, if there's a show that night, the train is mobbed. Yes. Right. Yeah. So one time I was I was going home and I and I asked one of the people on the platform, like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, well, Ed Sheeran is playing. No kidding. People were pouring yeah. out of the train. Like you couldn't even get in. But how is the sound there? It's good. Like, it is? It's surprisingly yeah. good for an open uh, amphitheater, if you will. Which is tough. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I know, I mean, I remember Jones Beach had had their issues years ago when they, yeah, when they first came out. Menu, they've improved though, that over the years it's considerably. so good. Yeah. No, the sound system was phenomenal. And that was actually almost one of my concerns about when I saw the Lumineers was it, it almost sounded too good, too produced. I was surprised right, I, to the point where I was questioning, are they actually track. playing? Yeah, yeah. live to track. Uh, yeah. But as far as I could tell, they were they were legit up there on stage. They looked excellent, played phenomenally, uh, and gave us a lot of a lot of good songs. Shit, you know, I just realized I actually also saw another group. We saw Dave again. Oh, you told me about. So we went that, to yeah. a Dave Matthews concert, and um, this was actually impressive. And as we all know, Dave has a very deep catalog at this point. Um, but he must have played for like three hours straight. I mean, the guy yeah. was relentless. Everybody yeah. else had an opening act that you know took an hour or two out, out of their out of their time. Lumineers only played for I don't know hour and a half, hour and forty minutes. But I think Dave went for like three hours. You know the cool. Here's the thing about Dave. Like, and you know, I think you know this about me. I love Dave, and we'll talk about this. You know, maybe later. Um, I kind of fell off after um busted stuff yeah. now that's a long time ago yep and it's not for any other reason that i just kind of was like okay i've been on the dave train now mm -hmm. it was almost 20 years sure right so i was or whatever you know at that point it was it was probably 10 or 15 years and i just it, i was like let's just let's just start thinking about some other things so i kind of want to get back into some of his newer stuff because yep. the stuff i am playing is older you know sure theory um, every time dancing Nancy's comes on, I'm like, about Steve, me? well, because Steve, dude, I'll tell you there, your rendition is bad. Oh, thanks, dude. man. It's amazing. Well, I, you know, I, there's, there's one that's on the album recently and then they, they reissued, um, under the table and dreaming, which is the, the door I went through. Okay. Dave. And it's got two tracks. It has an acoustic dancing Nancy's just him has no Dave, uh, Tim Reynolds. Wow. And then they have the song that Jane likes, Acoustic, which happens to be one of my favorite Dave songs. And it's like a very deep cut. I played that at my gig. I played that the other night. People go bananas for it. I'm like, all right, I guess I must be doing something right. <laughs> um, and it's really, really great. But yeah, so I'm glad. I mean, he he. If there, if anything else, he puts on a good show. The funny thing about that now, though, you bring him up on Spotify, uh -huh. it, it has the entire band. Okay. The only original members are him, Carter, and Stefan Lassard. Wow. Everyone else is new. Now, I'm not saying they're good or bad. Like Tim Reynolds is in the bad. You have the mm -hmm. band. 
it's just so funny how like um Leroy Moore died. Yep. Boyd Tinsley was like, you know, unceremoniously jettisoned from the band, unfortunately. Yep. yep, yep. Um, and they bring in some people now and again, but it's just so funny how that band's evolved over time. But he puts on a ridiculous, I've seen him at least 15 times. He's amazing. It is so. pretty impressive. I'm glad you had a good show. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And you know, I always kind of, I don't want to say I go to Dave begrudgingly because as, as I have you know pointed out before, and I'm sure our listeners will remember, I am not a jam band guy. I'm a, if I'm going to You consider listen, him jam band? Oh, yeah. Really? If, if I'm not going to. If I'm going to listen to a jam band and I include, you know, Allman Brothers in there. Okay, and that's then everything different. From, oh, yeah, I'll give you that. From the Dead and Fish and everything Skinner. else. I need to listen to a uh, an album cut where it's three minutes. Yeah, four minutes in and out. Cut it off. Yeah, done. And when I go to see Dave and, you know, oh, my God. Some of them Freaking 14-minute drum solos or 13-minute sax solos. Whatever it is, I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. Get to the song. Hit, give me the hook. Where's wow. the hook? Wow. So. Yeah, some of them extend. I will say that some of them do extend, and, and they're interesting when they do it. I don't think they're trying to do it to be indulgent. Some of the other jam bands, they do. Let's call it what it is. For sure. But uh, no, that's well, good. I'm glad you had a good show, man. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen him in a while. I was and uh, I, like it, it was it was sort of advanced that like Pearl Jam's playing on 9 11 really? in New York City, oh, which wow. for me is a little strange, right? I was just like, okay, I don't. I don't really know how i feel about that interesting well i do know how i feel about yeah. that, but but it would be kind of cool to go it's a rescheduled show so that would actually be interesting i've played them i've seen them a few times never at the garden which would be very cool but so there's all the live show Let's stuff i'll look it up all right well that was a good uh around the horn my god yeah, we my, went 20 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah, there but you know what it, it, it was necessary it. you all deserved it out there it was, so it was cathartic as well by the way. all right so topic for today we are talking about sophomore albums that in our opinion were more impressive than the debut album. Uh, I think there's a handful of albums that I'm sure we'll cover today that most people would think of come to mind. I'm hoping we can land a few that maybe you didn't think of. And uh, as always, Steve, why don't you get us started? All right. <laughs> if I have to. I mean, every time. But... You know, it's you know, it's it's better to, to go first than to not go at all. Wouldn't you agree? Because we haven't we've not gone for quite some. That's time. fair, and I'm actually nervous what you're going to say because I feel like there's going to be a lot of overlap. Although I don't have a ton, I have a handful that I think are quality, but a handful. No, nah, dude, I got I got a lot. Okay. So <laughs> just to be real clear, your face. <laughs> See, Steve's flipping pages. I got multi. Of, of I have multi. Pages. I have like a napkin that I scribbled some shit on. No, like. no, 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 no. <laughs> if you're gonna wait this long, you better give the people what they want. So here it is. All right. What do you got? With a bullet yep. out of the gate. I'm going Beastie Boys. Paul's Boutique. Oh, wow. Over license to ill. Talk Shit. to me, Mike. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. And that's why that's I'm here. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. What do you mean reasonable? <laughs> what does that mean? License to ill is pretty badass. Oh, all right. Pretty badass. So here, here's, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be so controversial today. I'm just. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. I didn't pick Zep 2 okay. over Zep 1 because I like Zep 1 better. I'm just going to say You know what? That was I was waiting for that I'm one to come up. I'm just going to okay. say it. Okay. And we're going to get hate mail. I'm sure someone's going to show up at my doorstep being like, for real? But anyway, I didn't pick that. Dude, Paul's Boutique. Dude, Shake Your Rump. Eggman. Um, Eggman. Sampling Superfly. Oh, man. Looking down the barrel of a gun. The drums <laughs> with the phase. It's amazing. And it's, it's a bit more refined. You always have to say it's kind of like... Here's what I'm going to liken it to. Okay. Some bands can kick the fucking door open with yep. a debut album, yep. Yep. and that's fine. Good for you if you're able to do that. It, the sophomore 
slump is yeah. ever present with yes. everybody. You're almost better off giving a good first album and then a ridiculous second album. Or save yourself a little bit. Save, keep it a little off Which the I side. don't know that everyone can do, <laughs> but for me, License to Ill is phenomenal. It brought you on the scene, but Paul's Boutique for a rap band from Brooklyn in the 80s mm-hmm. was a really big move from the first one to the second one. I mean, I rest my case, Your Honor. What do you think? I'll go with you. I'll, I'll go along with it. Go. Um, you know, let me think about this for a second. You, you know, one thing that I think is worth pointing out too, just as we talk about this this topic, is why this is the case. And my belief is that debut albums for a lot of bands are, you know, twenty years in the making. Right. This is something a band. Wow, has, that's fair. I they've guess, worked. Yeah. They've worked on for a decade or more as a group, probably, and just haven't had the opportunity to really get it together and get it out there. So then, what happens after that is you have a successful debut album, and record companies or whomever says, "This is great. Where's the next one?" And then all of a sudden, you have a like ten month window they rush to, you. to yeah. say get something out, yep. and you do the best you can. And this is where the sophomore slump comes from, at least in my opinion. I think. That's probably pretty fair with a lot of bands that um, probably got caught in that crunch. So that being said, for us to find sophomore albums that outpace the first, I think is a challenge in and of itself. But Steve, I'm going to give you one right now. Go. I can almost guarantee it's on your list. Uh, but I'm going to say Siamese Dream, Smashing Pumpkins. It is not. Wow. Because I knew you were going there. <laughs> Just to be clear. That's how you know this podcast is good. I we know get, what we're going to say. I was like, I'm recording. not picking this. This, yeah. is, this is like, you know you know checkmate there's no way i was like i'm not falling into this trap it's like excellent gamesmanship excellent gamesmanship so in 91 you had gish fine album it's good i'll be honest i looked at it again and i'm like i just don't love it but siamese dream cherub rock today disarm mayonnaise like mayonnaise the tune is absolutely incredible songs and i think that's the album that really set them apart and really defined them you know i have I was never a huge Pumpkins fan. Never huge. You know, I got you into a few of the albums. Though, aren't you? Bigger now. Yeah. And only more so recently because I think I've been I've been trying to better understand Billy Corgan. And actually, I didn't realize that he actually is somewhat of a musical savant. Dude, he's a fucking genius. Yeah, and I never I hate realized to say it, but he is. He's man. not just some guy that came out in the grunge era making money off of a raspy voice. No, he's, he's not. Smart. No, he's really smart. And they are touring again, I think with Jane's addiction. And it actually sounds like a pretty fun show. So I would love to try and get tickets to that. But needless to say, um, that is where I'm starting the conversation today. Steve, any other thoughts on that? Or you, you agree? I would no, I, I like it. And, you know, look, the, the, the unfortunate thing is when you when you hit that kind of success at that age, people are not going to give you the credit, right? Like your youth belies how good you are, how talented you are. And I agree with you. When he talks about music, he knows what he's talking about. It's not just yeah. these smashing chords. Well, I mean, pun intended, I, I guess, like it. right? I like it. And it's not just this crazy big muff pie distortion over every record. He knows what he's doing. It's really cool. And there you have it. So Smashing Pumpkins. Steve, <laughs> there's no more on your list, are there? No, uh, there's like 12. Yeah, that's about it. At least 12, yeah. something like that. All right, so a genre we love. I'm going to go Metallica, Ride the Lightning, Overkill Them All. I thought about that. What do you mean you thought about it? <laughs> what does that mean? You should have been, you should have just done it. All right. So let's see. This is, uh, this is early installment Metallica. We're talking about 
Uh, Burton, we're talking about the original cast of characters. Yeah, the stains on some of those songs. Yeah. I haven't recorded yeah. it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 I'll go along with it. I don't know. what. what like, what? where's the doubt? <laughs> Where is the doubt? Which one do you think put them on the map? Which one do you think separated? Well, I think you want my honest opinion. I mean, look, so you have the Four Horsemen. You have, I mean, Whiplash, which is that really cool Burton tune. Seek and Destroy, where it's like, it's at every sporting event when they want you to get you i mean they came out of the gates pretty hard with their debut but i know but dude you've got you have the song ride the lightning it opens up with fight fire with fire it's got for whom the bell tolls fade to black creeping death call of cthulhu the album is fucking ridiculous and but when you hear distorted wah-wah bass on for whom that when it's like you're like okay i got it like that that alone is good, but then fade to black is amazing. Like it's such an anthem. Um, Creeping death, where it's like, duh, 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 like I love that song. So for me, I'm going. To me, it's unequivocal. Ride the lightning over kill them all. Fine, fine, fine. 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 Give me a break. <laughs> fine. All right, this is one that I was actually surprised. This this was an education experience for me because I actually didn't even know this other album existed. Um, so I'm gonna go with Cream. Disraeli Gears over Fresh Cream. Wow. I didn't know Fresh Cream even existed. You, I, I sound like an idiot, but I looked at the album, 1966. Yeah, it's the day And year. I wasn't terribly familiar with many of those songs, but Disraeli Gears is hanging on my wall. And, you know, 67, only a year later, Strange Brew, Sunshine, Tales of Brave Ulysses, like all the big You're ones. Going wrong. Yeah, that's a really so good album. So I'm like, whoa. I, I don't know. Listen, was I a big Cream fan? Absolutely. Did I realize that this album even existed, Fresh Cream? Probably not. That so I'm embarrassed idea. to say it, but no, I mean, you shouldn't be embarrassed. So like you, you do some of this work over the interwebs and you get some influence. Right. But I saw that even like access bold as love. And I was kind of like, you know what? I don't know that I love it enough that I'd be able to take that stance mm-hmm. on certain one of these. Like I'm not saying Disraeli gears is not good. It's amazing, but I don't know. I, that I I'm with you. I think that is the better of the two. So I, I have no dispute on that one. Really. Was there another album? Did they put together anything else after that? I don't even remember. Wheels of Fire. Another one? Yeah, they had more. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't, I mean, two years, right? Like it's, it, they, it all compressed, right? Very small. Yeah. yeah. And Lars, you know, like on the on the Ginger Baker documentary, they have Lars talking about it, you know? And it's like the, it's like Cream. You know, Cream was only around two years. Our last <laughs> tour was like two years and two months. Sam Kinison would say, I've had parties that lasted longer than two years. You know, he's just such a clown when he talks sometimes. So good. <laughs> you know, I was... Uh, <laughs> I figured if I got Steve talking about cream long enough, yeah. I thought we were going to get like a ginger baker or something in there, oh, but then you went Lars and I was like, I'll take Lars. Uh, I didn't know you could do Lars. Oh, so I, don't I'll take I, it. I don't know if I could do I'll Lars, take it. but yeah. <laughs> that was oh, good. but dude, when he, his, and I'll give you some later, his sound quotes, ginger bakers quotes are absolutely brilliant from that movie. If you've not seen beware of Mr. Baker, beware, Mr. Baker you have yeah. to watch it. It's incredible. No, that's a good one, man. Beautiful. Steve. All right, so this is a band, and it's funny because it is the album I like most of their whole repertoire, but it's not a band we have we like, and in fact, I think we called them overrated. Oh, boy. But I'm going to go Radiohead, the Benz over Pablo Honey. Yes, yes. Because the Benz is fucking yes. incredible. There's no two ways about it. Yep. Planet Telex, um, you know, like My Iron Lung, the, the whole album is incredible. The Benz itself, the actual song, the Benz, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, you know... That was the one with Creep, it's right? It's so hard. Creep? No, I think that was on the original one. Was it? Yeah, on Pablo Honey. So, mm. no, it was on the original. So, I'm not... 
it kills me to say it, but like, that's a band I have to say mea culpa on, right? Okay. Like, and okay. I'm not going to completely go down. I'm not like a, you know, a radio head, so to speak. Ha ha, the there you go. Enjoy for that That's one. like the second one today, I think. That's um, good. But they're great. And that album's better than the first, so. Easy yep. Enough. Okay. Okay. All right. Where am I going to go? I'm going to get you on a technicality here uh for one of mine why? that i found why do you do that because i don't have enough on my list and i well, feel like you this can read some, some of my list because it's fucking brilliant all right so acdc now from what i understand high voltage came out in 75 <laughs> but only in australia so then tnt came out later in 75 with long way to the top and tnt etc um it's interesting. So I, you know, I guess with a lot of these bands, depending on where you release your music, you know, there were certain little spats that came out as uh, either shorter albums or just, you know, limited release albums. But yeah, apparently TNT is really their second or sophomore album in this case. And it's a great album. Put them on the map. So ACDC on a technicality. Uh, you know, I, what's frustrating about all that is like even the U2 thing. I was talking about this with some friends and it's like, you know, you have Boy and then there's October and then mm -hmm. there's War. But like, is October really a studio album? Mm -hmm. And could you pick War? And mm -hmm. I didn't. I stayed away from that. Okay. Not that okay. it's like, I mean, let, let's be, no one's going to die because mm -hmm. I pick War. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I, in some ways, they've been around for what, fucking 50 years, right? If mm -hmm. not longer. So of course things have evolved. I, I'll give it to you. I have absolutely no objection <laughs> to you picking that. Like, what's going to happen? No one's going to die, right? It's like, come on. Are we, really, are we really that worked up about this? All right. You, why don't you give me a few here? Because I know, because uh, you're going to crush me in terms of list uh, magnitude. So I All have right. a few more. You give me your next one, and then you'll you go for a little I'll give you a couple while. if you yeah. want. So here's so familiar ones, right? I got to take STP Purple over four. Ooh. Because it is my favorite, one of my favorite albums of mm -hmm. all time. It might have been a desert album um you know record for me on yeah when i think it was it's so good dude all the songs i mean it opens up with meat plow and it goes yep. to vaseline it's got yep. interstate it's got army ants unglued the, the the tracks are absolutely incredible yeah. it's got big empty on it which was yeah. a pro soundtrack it might it's have been a big so better commercial good. album too i mean it and commerciality well. fine i mean for me i'm not too worried about because i got bands here who, who just weren't super commercial <laughs> but or aren't in, in more recent stuff, mm -hmm. but um, so I'm taking that. One. I like it, That's a good one. All right, um, I've got Daft Punk Discovery. Oh, Daft Punk <laughs> Discovery over Homework because the the songs are the cool part about Homework. That's like more, it's a more dirty album. It was the original. Like purists will probably really pick that album. It's kind of like me taking Zep One over Zep Two. Got it. Um, which is fine, but I happen to like um, Discovery better. That's mm -hmm. just me. Okay. Okay. Um, and then uncharacteristic, Mike, are you ready? Oh, no. I'm going to go The Wild, The Innocent, and The E Street Shuffle over Greetings from Asbury Park, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen Talk yeah. to mm. uh, Okay. So hit me with a few songs on those. I'm, I'm not sure which ones land on which. Do you remember? I will say the thing that... Like, where's everyone... Born to Run? Where's Dancing? No, no, it's, the... that's on Born to Run. Okay. So, like, the thing, oh, duh. Yeah. So the thing that actually kills everybody so from The Wild... Even is like Rosalita's on that, which oh, is the track. And of okay. course, he never plays it live. And everyone's like, oh my God. But like, dude, the E Street Shuffle, it opens up with that. Um, the songs are long too. There are longer songs on that, mm -hmm. right? But Kitty's Back's a dope track. Fourth of July is a dope track. July, yeah. But you probably, it's not like, again, is it commercial? Like, would you, like, Born to Run's way more commercial than that sure. album. I mean, Darkness on the Edge of Town. 
but I happen to think if we're saying better than the original, because mm-hmm. Asbury was way more blues based and I don't know, I don't say jazz based if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. But, um, is that you probably wouldn't, you know what I mean? Blinded by the lights on that. Okay. Um, and everyone knows that track, obviously, right? But it's but it's, the man for man version, right? Like that's that's yeah, but people, people don't realize that, that realize was a cover. he wrote Pink Cadillac. Yeah. Like Bruce is the man, and like yeah. again, like I, I wrote a lot of these songs that yeah, other bands I don't covered. necessarily celebrate everything all the time as like him, him being like my number one artist. But I I respect the hell out of Bruce. oh for There's sure no way to take that. Um, you want an alternative one? Uh, sure. Like real hard alternative. Oh man, what do you got? I'm going the Mars Volta, Francis the Mute over Deloused in the Comatorium. Oh no? my god! You're like I don't even know what you you just spoke high regard. Okay, to me I, right I and you know what's funny, and this is how I could tell we've been doing this podcast a long time now. Go. It actually has been a long time, by the way. Um, but when you say like Mars Volta. You never I think, knew about that. I right? think the only reason I've even ever heard of them is because of you on like another episode <laughs> of the podcast. So that's I thought it was going to be because it was Get Him to the Greek, where he was like, we could watch the Mars Volta. And oh, the that's funny. Show. That's funny. Isn't that amazing? That is good, Steve. It's good, dude. I mean, it's, and you know why? It's funny because I liken them. You familiar with like Coheed and Cambria? Mm-hmm. You know this band? Oh, yeah. They're very similar to that. Really? And yeah. It's super prog. Wow, I they haven't get heard recognized that name all the time. Actually, shit. I did see that name. Okay. So, Funny, not funny at all, but just interesting. Or, or also, yeah. Funny, it uh, so you know, I remember when they first came out. Definitely listened to them for a little while, and then all of a sudden, I think it was when we were leaving Manchester Orchestra on the on the uh, what do you call it, the billboard, whatever the thing on yeah, the yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. I think it said Coheed and Cambria, like playing Tuesday oh, wait, or Wednesday. Playing? Yeah, because all these bands break and, up. Well, and then they get I looked back at together. Christine. I looked at my wife, and I said, "Oh, look at this, Coheed and Cambria, and other bands you haven't heard since the year two thousand one. Like it was incredible. Like you don't hear about these bands, and then all of a sudden they're showing and playing somewhere. Well, so because the Mars Volta broke up too, and then they're they're getting back together to play some shows, that which which funny. makes me laugh. Um, yeah, dude, I've got a, I've got a bunch more. You want to keep going? Um, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I'll give you like we'll do like three for yep, one. Yep, yep, yep. Fair enough. Like fair split, enough. Split stuff. Listen, I can't keep up. I do the best I can. All right, this one is a big, big, big obvious one. It's got to be talked about. We're going to talk about Nirvana. Uh, Eighty nine, Bleach. Ninety one, Nevermind. Ah, see, that's that's controversial too. You think so? Absolutely, because people will say Nirvana, like Nevermind, is their debut album. Interesting. Why? I'm be- not calling you out. I'm just saying because I'm, of the lineup. I, well, or? because I did the same thing kind of with like G and R, right? Mm-hmm. With like Appetite. But I actually like that pick, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, uh, because I think if you if you fucking put music out, it's an album. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Like you you said this earlier, technicality or mm-hmm. not. That's why I'm giving you that one. Let the letters come in. I don't really <laughs> give a shit because I think it's a great call. And that did it for me. We'll talk about this, you know, at another time, I'm yeah. sure. But that album was like, is revolutionary. Fair you know? point. Fair point. And, you know, listen, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, N- Nevermind is where almost everything sits. I mean, obviously. It's amazing. Right? You, you, teen Spirit, Come it As You Are, Lithium, In like Bloom, Something in the Way, Polly, Breed, On a Plane. It's a greatest hits album. I mean, it's everything. You had About a Girl on Bleach. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, that was kind of it. And then you get into Nevermind, and to use a quote from Steve, I mean, it melts your face. Melts. So that's it. Um, I was far I think... more handsome before I started listening to that. <laughs> it was like, you know. So much face melting. No, so... dude, it, no, that's a good call. I totally stand by it. You know, and, and again, like, I've got one on here where, like, an artist literally disavowed the original album. And people oh, are like, oh, that's not the first one anymore. I'm like, you can't just erase history. <laughs> 
right? And if you've put out music, it's a fucking album. I don't care yep. how it is, right? That's why I didn't pick you too, because it technically would have been the third. Okay. I'm cool with the Nirvana pick because it is technically the second. All right, all right. So good for you Thanks. for standing up. Thanks, courageously. Man. I appreciate that. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, you all want to go? You want me to go a few? I'm going Oasis. What's the story? Morning oh, Glory. Oh, I thought about that. Yeah. Over definitely, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They're good. But dude, when you go back and listen yeah. to What's the Story, Morning Glory, it's so good. And it's not just for like the typical songs, but like the guitar sound mm -hmm. that like, you know what I mean? That like Noel is getting. It's just so huge. I agree. Totally agree. Liam Gallagher's voice is amazing. You're like, all right, whatever. I'm going to take that. On like, that what's one, your call on that I'll one? just tell you, and I'm actually surprised. Like, I don't have it on my list because I say, while I, I, was, I was in the car with my kids, and uh, we, we talk about this stuff. It's actually pretty funny. Like, sometimes I'll even throw the podcast on just for shits and giggles. They love just it. To listen to it. And, yeah. uh, and we were talking about this topic in particular. And I think an Oasis song may have come on. I said, oh, you know what? That's, that's actually a good example of a sophomore album that I think outpaced the first. And uh, apparently I never wrote it down. So well done, Steve. I think it was worth talking about. But that, yeah, I think that's the album that really set them apart. And not only from just commercial uh, interest, because I think that's where you have most of your radio-friendly songs, but also um, I think it's a very good album. It's very well it, thought it, out and put together. It's and amazing. Like, it ends. Like, you, I, like, I don't know if artists play the game with, like, placement of songs on albums anymore it you like i hope so the vinyl context was way better right in the sense that like you'd end with one and start with the mm -hmm. next like now you just have 20 songs in mm -hmm. a row but like when harrison's putting together all things must pass i mean that's four records sure. you know like this is going to end here this is going to start here that's amazing same thing with um uh not pepper um whatever we'll come back to it but it was it's it's amazing, but anyway, so yeah, there you have it. I don't know how you feel about that. But, I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's a great one. So here's the funny thing. I'm gonna go Sabbath, paranoid over Black Sabbath, and here's why. I love the song Black Sabbath. Yeah, because the first time I heard it, it's super ominous. It opens up with yes. bells and rain yes. and yep. all kinds of crazy shit, and then it totally in the end when it's like, and you got Ozzy being like, "Is this the end, my friend?" You're like, "What is going on?" And then he's like screaming and shit so but good. dude the paranoid so album is amazing paranoid is it's good. it opens up with war pigs yeah and you're, you're expecting to open up with paranoid it doesn't mm -hmm. iron man's on there but you have electric funeral and hand of doom and rat salad but my favorite track on that is the last one which is jack the stripper or fairies wear boots the song's amazing yep. um so i'm gonna go uh, there you go i don't know how you feel about that i'm thing. in i'm in um Here's the funny thing where the artist apparently disavowed the original album. Yeah, I was curious to hear what you got for that. So this is Van Morrison, and I'm going to take really? Astral Weeks over Blowing Your Mind. Interesting. The original one, I think he probably got like hoodwinked into making or didn't like it. Okay. Or like a lot of these other artists, when they first go in the studio, they're yep. completely controlled by the producer or whatever else it is. But dude, Astral Weeks, he I, there was a show I was supposed to go with somebody, and this was a long time ago. This mm. is probably five... Oh five, right? So however, whatever the hell that is now, you know, seventeen years. Yeah. But like, if you want to, but I played the song the way young lovers do. I got some bootleg album that makes you laugh now, right? Because you're like, who the hell still has bootleg album? Yep. And he did acoustic versions of all of these. He did acoustic versions of Young Lovers, Ballerina, and it's it's amazing. But the song Astral Weeks, like the cool thing about Van Morrison, whose name is Ivan, by the way, that's amazing. I didn't know that either. Van. Um, <laughs> Oh wow, it's, that just me 
It's like a mind blower, right? right there. Yeah, you're like your name's Whoa. Ivan. Yeah, and then you just call him Van. But I like. Isn't that, that cool? Yeah, that is cool. Um, actually, there you go. So we give snippets of information. I mean, you can't smash more information. Into I get this so much smarter just listening to this podcast myself. It's well, fantastic. I do the best I it's can. Fantastic. But it's but because Van Morrison is so jazz influenced, and there's upright Damn. bass in this record, and his voice is so good, and there's horn arrangements. Like it's it's a brilliant album. I don't know if you know it well. I didn't. But... Well, I didn't. First of all, I didn't know the history there. Yeah, there um, you go. And I. I only know, listen, Van Morrison's phenomenal. I know the hits. Uh, I probably don't know as much as I should, but um, I'll definitely go back and listen a little Are bit. Are you done? Uh, I have I have another. All right. I have another. I'll give you one more. Okay. And then you keep hitting me. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, I have so many, but I, you know, like these are. These Thank are God the... you do. Otherwise, this episode would be 10 minutes. So no, that's fantastic. Fine. I'm going to go with the police. Regatta de Blanc over Outlandos de Moore. Talk to me. All right. Uh, can you throw some songs at me from those albums? So I probably cool. don't know enough. I, listen, I, I know Synchronicity. Uh, <laughs> like the albums. So Regatta de Blanc opens yeah. up with Message in a Bottle. Mm -hmm. Regatta de Blanc's dope too. Walking on the Moon is there. The bed's too big And this is the debut you. or this is the No, this is the, this is the bed. Oh, well, okay. I could this, this, the sophomore yep, album. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, so I don't I don't know how you feel about that. Like, tell yeah, me. like all the, You know all those tracks, yeah, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Um, the, I mean, Outlandos Demore has stuff you know, like mm -hmm. it's got So Lonely next to you. It's got oh, Roxanne. Yeah. Oh, so now you're wow, gonna that's a tough one. I understand. I think it's an evolution. I'm gonna go out on the limb. Are you ready? I'm yeah. on the limb. Okay. Presently, don't take a saw to it. That is probably one of the best drumming albums I've ever heard. No kidding. Regatta to block because Stuart, Stuart Copeland. Copeland is yeah. doing shit that I'm like, all right, enough. Yeah. Like enough. You're you're good. We got it. Like we got it. It's mm -hmm. Like like with Regatta de Blanc or it's and then Sting's whole like the, the the playing, the vocals, the guitar work. I mean, it's three guys. You know what I mean? So everyone hears the hits and they instantly think, oh, that's the good out. I don't I don't know. I don't necessarily. I didn't realize. Although, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of hits broken up between the two here. Of this course, is, there that's is. incredible. But I think the overall recording, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and the overall evolution of the band is better on that album than it is on the original. We may get mail, and that's fine. I'm cool with mail. I, I like it. Very These impressive. people are listening. Go. I, that's that's excellent. You know, and I I've always been a police fan. I've always been a Sting fan, and uh, obviously Stuart Copeland's brilliant. I think um, I, I don't know that I've ever fully appreciated the the quantity of hits and the on each album. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's like, pretty impressive because I'm thinking. I mean, listen, my dad was a big fan, and I know growing up we would often have police or sting music on in the background um and you know you get familiar with a lot of these songs but you don't realize how broken up they are over the years into different albums and such i may have to go dig a little deeper on that one that's great so i got four more okay. you want to give you one more and then we'll do three for yeah, one is that what good. you want to do all right so all right i'll give you an easy one i'm gonna go rush fly by night over rush let's just get it out of the way okay. <laughs> because but i didn't pick up i know you thought i was going there yep, and i didn't yep. okay on purpose but are you have you like it's, I used to have "Fly by Night" as my ringtone, which was That's great, hilarious. People would be like, "Fly by night away from here." Like it was, it almost sounded like Paul Rudd from uh, "I Love You Man." From "I Love You Man," uh, like it's incredible. I want to watch that movie now. That's such but a the movie. album is incredible. I mean, it opened up with this song called "Anthem," mm -hmm. and don't forget, like Neil Peart's not on the on the original record. Okay, so you know, um, John Rutzi was he? You know, a lot of them, both of them have since passed away. But it was it's a good record. The original one is like straight up rock. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and then you get Neil in the band writing lyrics. It's got like it's like Dungeons and Dragons lyrics. It's amazing drumming. 
but it opens up with Anthem. And I was like, what the hell is that? When I first heard that. This is all called Bytor and the Snow Dog. Like, wait, what? Yep, yep. Like, you know what I mean? Rivendell. So again, you're getting into D&D type stuff. Love but it. Beneath, Between, Behind, Fly By Night is a great song. So for me, it, it you know, it takes the original one. That's I know awesome. you're probably like, I'm trusting you moving on. That's almost exactly right, what so I was going to say. Yeah, but I that's so well. brilliant. I was like, I was like just yeah, t- leave it to me. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. Okay. Last one I have. And this is without question a technicality type situation. I'm hopeful that we'll allow it. Um, the Chili Peppers go all the way back to 84. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. The band has changed faces considerably over the years. My opinion wow. is that the regroup in 89 of Mother's Milk was their debut and that Blood Sugar Sex is their sophomore. We are going to die. So People I, <laughs> are going to kill Everything us. pre-Mother's Milk was garbage. And, oh my God. Oh and boy. Mother's Milk itself, if we're thinking of that as a debut, you got higher ground. Fine. 91 Blood Sugar, right? Blood Sugar Sex Magic. You have Give It Away, Under the Bridge, Breaking the Girl incredible sophomore album and that is when you have again the core four so in 89 you got the regroup for shante chad smith flea uh Kiedis, right they get together and then in 91 they're together again i consider that a sophomore release from that group because the installment that was in place prior to that was so different such a different makeup and i think the sound was a lot different too at least in my opinion uh steve i know it's controversial will we allow it it's a deep pause. It's a deep pause. I don't. I don't. How know. can we do an episode without talking about the Chili Peppers, though? I mean, it's got to come up. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> I don't know how to respond. I mean, if we were doing video right now, <laughs> people would see. I have no response. But you're generally. I don't think you're. You you have no aversion to taking hard positions on stuff. Yeah, that's fair. But this is like. <laughs> I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> To quote Dr. Dre, like, y'all know me still, same old G, but oh, I've been low key. What is so going good. on? So good. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. Everything before that was garbage. I'm, yeah. I'm still processing that. It's, I don't even know what to do. I don't know. I'm going to let it pass. All right. Because, well, first of all, I can't, what am I, who am I, a judge? I can't <laughs> veto this stuff. That was incredible, by the way. I don't. <sighs> Thank you, sir. Just, I mean, just the statement, everything before that was garbage. Yeah, so you essentially chronologically and historically you now have whiteout yep, and you were like okay we're enough. done all right well there's that i don't need <laughs> i don't even know what to do i don't even know what to do um all right i got three and they are i did not plan it this way okay but they are going to be a little off the okay. beaten path okay and you laugh because you're always like oh that's shocking right, that you did right. that for me um I'm going to take the Velvet Underground, White Light, White Heat, yeah, over okay. the original, you know, Velvet Underground and Nico with the cool wall, Warhol banana mm-hmm. art thing. Do you know much of that second album? No. It, it opens up with White Light, White Heat, which is really cool because it, they they reference that in uh, High Fidelity. They're Such like, a great movie. They're like um, best first track, first, you know, like first song on the album, uh, you know, songs. And he was like, White Light, White Heat, Velvet mm-hmm. Underground. And the guy says, like, that would be on my album. And Jack Black goes, but not on mine. Not like, on it's my. just so <laughs> priceless. But the songs are great, man. They yep. really are. It's like a true, they they were really crafting rock and roll. It came mm-hmm. out in fucking 1968. And wow. to think like, well, the other one was 67, which mm-hmm. is fine. And it had really good tracks on there too. But I still think like a band evolves. Like they could have gone into complete nonsense mm-hmm. and people would have been like, Oh, all right. It was nice while it lasted. Right. And they had the Warhol affiliation, yep, whatever. Yep. But to me, they, they absolutely crushed that. Okay. 
Um, I've mentioned this guy before. I don't think we've talked about him a lot, but I was I was talking to buddies and like I've do you familiar with Graham Parsons? Do you remember him? Like we've talked about him a few times. So he was very, very young, super influential on like the country scene. Oh, okay. He okay. was part of the birds. He was part of this band called the Flying Burrito Brothers. Him and Emmy Lou Harris played a lot okay. together. Mm-hmm. So much so that in the movie, um, oh, now I, of course it, it slips my mind. The one where um, it's about William Miller. He's the journalist, uh, almost famous. Oh, okay. He's in the hallway of a hotel. Do you remember this? He's walking by. He he spies, like he hears something, goes back. It's two people in a hotel room. It's a guy and a girl playing together. They're singing. That was actually meant to be kind of an homage to Graham Parsons and Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, wow. It's actually Pete Drogi or Droge, however you okay. want to pronounce it. And cool. he's playing Small Time Blues, which gotcha. is a song I love. Yeah, you just got, people just got 15 seconds worth of content. I love it. You're not, That's great. So it's Grievous Angel over GP. Dude, he was like cementing the country rock genre way more like years light years before people mm-hmm. um were were actually doing that so i don't i don't know if you have much sort of uh i can't give you much there but I'll, I'll go with it james burton plays guitar on the record because i was about to say like you know paisley was the guy that did it for me but burton him on that record was like 50 years before mm-hmm. paisley and i was like wow well maybe not 50 if you want to say the debut at sure. least 30 um, I'm going to close. So I don't know. You yeah, want to leave no, it there? No, All right. I'm going to close with a more recent artist that like that a friend has gotten me okay. into. You familiar with Phoebe Bridgers? Do you oh, know yeah. her? Yeah. So there Dude, you she's go. She's fantastic. I'm going to take Punisher over Stranger in the Alps. Talk to me. So I only recently have gotten into Phoebe Bridgers. And just because she does this incredible Manchester Orchestra uh, collaboration. Cover or collab. Yeah. But she's really featured on it. Uh, and then she I've heard a few, fucking nowhere. right? And now she's like, my wife and I said the same thing recently, and uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. I don't know enough about which album versus no, which, so I'll take your me. word for no, it. No, 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 they're good. No, good Punisher pick, is really good. That's awesome. Um, and it's really cool because it opens with this track called DVD Menu. Do you remember when you used to watch a DVD? Oh yes. And like, there would be like that background music <laughs> with all of the menu there. Like she basically recreated that in the song. I was like, that's absolutely brilliant like and then all oh, there's brilliant songs on there whether it's kyoto or punisher or whatever else kyoto yep that's the one i'm familiar with but, one uh, of the other ones i'm familiar with i rest my sophomore album case that's it so i, like I know it. i gave you a lot hopefully that wasn't overwhelming but. i think that was excellent um you know boy i'm trying to think if you know, we, we did our homework. I don't know if there's much more out there, but if you do, Rhythm Section has Oh, no, something. there's more that I deliberately omitted. Oh, really? I'm sure you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can... If Listen, anyone Googles I... this, they can get a million <laughs> a million things that I deliberately stayed away from. Like, Primus is on there. I clearly would have picked okay. Salem, the Seas of Cheese. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick Zep 2. I didn't pick Access Bold as Love. There's a lot of easy picks that I was like, I I'm, gotcha. not, I'm not doing it, you know? Not so. not all technicality wins. Okay. No, 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 no. I love a technicality because you're my boy, number one. <laughs> and, you know, let people, yeah, people can come at us if they want. And we're ready. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move nice on. Nice work. Here. Yeah. Excellent work, Stevie. Good, good, good to be back at it. You too, man. We do have some sounds from the rhythm section. So I want to go ahead and get on into that now. Giddy up. All right. Jumping into sounds from the rhythm section. So received some great feedback here. Uh, this is coming from Instagram. We have from, I'm going to tell you right now, KNI6704. It says, brilliant podcast. Started listening a week or so ago. 
I'm a sax player, which that's super cool. Yes. I was a sax player back in high school. Um, and a blues harp player. Nice. But still enjoy the guitar info and all the segments. Love jazz, blues, and rock. So love all of your history of music, which I am a student. Keep up the good work, lads. Cheers from Australia. So thank I you I love very much. literally everything about that. From the brilliant to he's a sax player to giving us like cred about the, the jazz knowledge. I mean, that's thank you very much that that was absolutely fantastic it's that type of stuff that makes us want to keep 100%. doing this so really yeah. glad to hear it uh we have another one here and this one is from the handle lean mclean so <laughs> lean mclean amazing. says hey music and theory podcast i found your podcast this past winter and i've enjoyed listening through your archive are there plans in making uh in the making to continue with the episodes well yes sir there are and that's what this is because it's been too long and yeah. uh we are sorry that we were away but we're back you're witnessing um, it right now he then says either way i wanted to say thank you for the great entertainment and education too i've checked out quite a few new artists and music i've never listened to before thanks to you cheers dude that is fantastic you know i feel like similarly when, when i think about what this podcast has done for me, yeah, me uh, opens your eyes to new bands, new music, new ways of listening to things. You appreciate bands differently. It really just gives you an opportunity to look at it a little, little in a di different lens, I'll say. Yeah. So uh, yeah, cheers to you, man. So well thanks done. for all the great feedback. Keep it coming our way. Uh, music and theory podcast at gmail.com. And uh, as always like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and uh Keep us keep us posted along the way. If you have anything else you want us to share on the mm -hmm. show, we're always looking for new and talented musicians too. If there's somebody impressive out there and you want to send some stuff our way, always interested in uh, in hearing from you. So, anything else, Steve? I got to tell you, man, it's wonderful to be back and uh, to hear mail like that. To be sitting next to my man, and uh, you know, couldn't be happier. So, hopefully, we don't wait this long between the next one, and I don't think we will. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much, Rhythm Section, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you soon um that's it i'm not i'm not even signing off any special way this time i used to say rock on but i feel like we need something new it's like keep rocking i am gonna say Ooh, keep rocking until next time thanks steve <laughs>